Traveler. Traveler. Come on, you gotta get up. Alright, Wingover's just reading the last part of this tale. This should help bolster our magic if we can get it done on time. God, you think the cult will be gone by now? I haven't seen them eat, sleep, or nothing. They've been at those windows. God, it's been a few weeks already. Thank God I supply a lot of food here. Or else we'll be in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> Alright, Wingo's ready. He's pretty tired, but... Uh, just go stand with him, Traveler. Oh. Traveler. Welcome. <clears throat> it's, uh, it turns out it's actually pretty tough to hold up these spells for so long. Um, I've never had to concentrate on a spell for a few weeks before. It's, uh... I'm tired. Oh, let's see. Yes, Arkham. The days are getting dark, aren't they, Traveler? Oh. Well, let's see here. The mailman wasn't able to come by yesterday. I saw him outside, but he was getting chased by some weird tentacle dog, so he'll probably pop by later. Um. <sighs> right, oh yeah. You should hop on over to battlebards.com. We use a lot of their music and sound effects, and we really blow stuff up this time around. You're going to hear a lot of good stuff, travelers. I highly recommend you give it a listen. If you really like the evocation spells, you want to up the game at your table, make things more immersive, maybe you run a podcast yourself and you just want a lot of these cool sounds, head on over to BattleBots. And if you want to try out their Prime subscription, use Ballad 7 Dice and you get 15% off. That's pretty good. A lot of people like them subscription services. Alright, travelers, let's see. Our heroes are in New Dawn. Yes, New Dawn. And they're fighting for their lives. Dorup's forces are there. And they're trying to defeat her. Let's see if our heroes can make it through this. Let's see if our heroes can survive the backlash of Arkham. I give to you Arkham Part 5. Hey, I'm Brent, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of the Antifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Borden, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen
previously on the Battle of the Seven Dice, our heroes were just returning from Arkham. After a few weeks' journey, they made it down the Sword Coast back to Sanctuary. And just a days away from Sanctuary's walls was the city of New Dawn. As they approached New Dawn, they were greeted with a celebration, a party. The large front gates of New Dawn opened up, and this small walled community had a nice-sized courtyard, and many, many of their friends were there waiting for them. Bands were playing, families were waiting to greet people, other families were worried that they wouldn't see their loved ones return. Tables upon tables of food were lined up here and there. But it all went wrong. Bodies began snapping, breaking. These people, they were old men. They transformed, burst into large forms. Things that they never expected to see before. Shoggoth, towering high in the sky, some twenty feet tall, covered in eyes, mouths, and tentacles. These creatures began destroying everything in their path. Cobblestone was smashed and blown into smithereens. People were screaming, running away from them. Chosen were being crushed, and as they formed up again into the cocoons being crushed again before they could even turn into a corrupted Chosen. These creatures had gone berserk. Now this once grand celebration is lying in ruins as everyone charges forward with the weapons to take on these behemoths. Sven quickly rushes up and her body becomes a crystal and she just does this devastating slash to one of the creatures. Doomsayer's arms both turn into these giant guns and he starts firing at one of them. And you see Riley is slicing with her sword down uh, near the bandstand, and Aldrich is firing off arrows. Astoria quickly rushes, and she grabs onto where they were resting, uh, Spellsinger, and looking her over. And she picks her up, and she shouts, Amelia with me! And Amelia quickly follows her, and they hop on through a portal. This fight, since it's so massive and these creatures are crazy, we are going to do a skill challenge for this. Now, we did a skill challenge way back in Christmas when you guys were flying along. That was a lot more lighthearted than this skill challenge. So there's gonna be a couple tiers to this, but basically you have to beat a certain DC uh, each time. So the first round is you have to beat uh, a 12 to succeed. And the second round will be a 14. And basically, uh, you can choose a skill that you're proficient in, or use one of your items, or an attack, or a spell. You can't use the same thing twice throughout the skill challenge. So you can be as creative as you want. You could say, like, Bordon uses uh, his one guiding bolt to, like, blow up uh, a table and have the splinters, like, slam to the creature so that it doesn't bring its tentacle down on people. Or, like, you know, like, just change it up. You don't just necessarily have to be like, I run up and slash. You can do that. You could do some Lord of the Rings shit, like, run up one of its tentacles and start slashing at one of its eyes. Or some other crazy shit. 
Be as creative as you possibly want. I let out a big sigh. I slap my drink on the table. I stand up and I draw my sword. So I need initiative from you guys. I rolled a 16. Kalsar, you got a 16? Five. Nice. That's the. F- oh, wow, you got first? Uh, MZ, what'd you get? 20. Damn it. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's right on the roll 20 thing. Take it away. <laughs> so close. So, MZ, you're leading this off. So, you guys need to make a certain amount of successes before you make a certain amount of failures. Now, I know it's your guys' style <laughs> to really <laughs> mess shit up, but you want the successes. Um, I'm gonna do that thing where uh, uh, I'm gonna have uh, blood sort of come out of my back as if it's like spider legs. Nice. And I'm going to have the two top ones pierce into the creature in front of me. Right on. Um, I'll say that is... Let's do a manipulate your power check. With a DC of 12. 15. So, MZ, these spider-like legs, they rip out of your back. You hear the cloth in your armor just tear a little bit as they kind of make it out of these openings. Two of them slam into the ground to give you more stability as the other two rear up and just start stabbing into this creature. It roars and rears back. And you see other people are attacking it. Spells are flying everywhere and people are screaming as these creatures are just wrecking shot. But you see Sven is managing to help hold this one back that you're attacking. Doomsayer is doing a good job and a lot of these Chosen are using their abilities. There is still a large army here that is fighting. And we go from MZ to Borodon. I was thinking maybe I could. So can I use Stone Cunning and at the same time use my time magic to um, maybe make the the ground, I don't know, like... Like a road faster or... No, 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 like maybe maybe transform into it, it to, into like quicksand or something, you know, like move it forward in time so the creatures maybe... Oh, so turn it from stone to sand? Yeah, or something like that. Mm, yeah, I'll let you do that, sure. Okay, so I'm going to do this to the one on the right. So this one. Sure. So I'm not going to mess up uh, like the group. So what exactly do I have to roll? So that'll just be a power check. And my proficiency, okay. So d20 plus 7. So I got 22. So you total. hold your hands out and you concentrate on the different patches of stone that your family is... You're taught this. Like, it's basic things that dwarves are taught. You're taught to, you know, deal with mining, stonework, masonry. It's just natural things that dwarves learn. And so you are looking down at the different spots where it's already starting to erode from wear and tear. And you just speed up time quickly on this. And you, at first, you don't feel anything happening. And then suddenly the ground starts shaking and you see sand just ripping out of the cobblestone and the creature starts flailing and there's a bits of gravel and stuff everywhere as now it's losing its footing and its form is trying to shift to try to make it so that it's okay and we go from board on to kelsar okay so 
I'm just really tired and I'm really done with all this shit. So I grab the wooden chair beside me. Yep. And uh, I'm gonna heat it up like Gambit would in X Men and throw it at the at the monster in front of me and then like make it explode. Nice. Roll your powers. Uh, Sixteen. So this chair it just takes on that classic red look. And it starts heating up to the super heat of things. Uh, steam starts rising off it. It starts hissing. You whip it. Fuck you! And this chair goes flying. And right when it hits the creature, it explodes into flames. It hits this one of this creature's eyes. The pieces of burning wood stab into it as it shrieks. And its arms keep slamming down. You hear Sven cry out. But then she quickly recovers herself and starts fighting once more. And then we go from Kelsar to Ronnie. I want to wrap it all up in the Christmas paper so they can't move. Nice. Yeah. That's your wand of Christmas wrap? <laughs> uh-huh. Which one are you aiming at? The one in the sand pit, the one that just got burned, or one of the ones further away? Oh, you know what we're going to do? Okay. Uh, I'm going to wrap it over the top of the one in the sand pit so it can't breathe. Oh, Nice. All right, roll me, use your powers. I like how all of you used your powers, like, first thing. <laughs> that was cool. Like, if I can stop the creature from moving, then that's a win. I got a 12. You just made it. Just just barely passed, yeah. So you hold this wand out, and it's not something you've ever really done before. And you concentrate on it, and you fire out just streams of Christmas wrap. as it quickly coats this creature as it shrieks out looking confused because it's never seen Christmas rap before and it just pins it down and you see it just flailing underneath the Christmas wrap trying to tear out of it but it's also dealing with sinking into the sand quickly and then we go back to MZ I'm gonna use uh, Zephyr's Strike says uh, you move like the wind for the duration your movement does not provoke tax of opportunity nice in addition the first time you make a weapon attack on your turn before the spell ends you make the attack roll with advantage and my speed increases to increases by 30 feet until the end of that turn so what do you want to do with this i want to bolt over you can move as far as you want so I'm going to move to, uh... Near the band stage. Yeah. Uh, where, uh, Moldrich is. Yeah. And, uh, then I'm going to, uh, try to stick my spider leg spear things into this creature. So you go and you blast the spell over you. You feel this energy just coat you. And you start running towards it and roll with advantage. 21 on the first one. <laughs> I think that's successful. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. And 23 on the... Jesus. Even yeah. better. So Yeah. So, MZ, you are flipping over tables. You're like, parkour, as you like jump over these different benches and stuff. You're leaping off chairs. At one point, you ran over two dudes' heads. You bounced off them, and then you flip over, and your spider legs suddenly, all four of them, spring out, and you stab into this creature just as a few arrows start slamming into it. 
and you just start ripping apart its side. This yellowish ichor is just flying out every which way. Excellent. And then it goes to Borodon. Okay, so... No failures yet. Big money, big money. (laughs) (laughs) After talking about hunting with Aldrich there, I want her to see, like, what kind of hunter I am, you know? Yeah, I think you're showing it pretty well when you jump on this thing and start slicing it apart. Oh, so the creature is in quicksand now, right? Yeah, and it's covered with wrapping paper. What would happen if I had, like, if I create water? Water? Yeah. Um... Would it start to sink faster, or, like, would it be harder for it to move? I think it'd just be harder for it to move, because it would just start getting really, like, like sloshing around. You could try stopping the quicksand, and then it would be, like, crap. Like, so it would actually become solid? Yeah. So you'd have to use a different check for that, because remember, each time you have to use something different. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Oh, we're supposed to be doing something different every time? Yeah, you did. You used your Zephyr Strike. Like, you can use spells, you can... Like, you've all used your ability... Like, Ronnie used his wand, like, his power on it. Kelsar lit a chair up and blew it up in this thing's face. So, Bordon, if you have a spell, like, create water would be good. You could, like, hamper its movement. So that's what I'll do then. Okay. So I don't think you really have to roll for this one, because uh, you're just creating water. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to mess that up. <laughs> so this water, uh, you open up your hands, and it just splashes right out from between your hands. There's gallons of it going into the sand while this creature is flailing at this Christmas wrapping paper that for some reason seems more durable than it should be. And this water's going in there and you see its tentacles are getting mixed up in all the mud and slurry. <laughs> but it's great food and water. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, there's the croissants everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah it's food's <laughs> raining in on this thing you're making a gumbo <laughs> so uh, you guys are looking and it looks like things are going well and suddenly these creatures are just becoming more and more enraged you're watching as uh, more of these chosen are getting slammed back and you're hearing these snaps and cracks as they're actually managing to kill some of them. And right when, like, these sacks form over the Chosen, you see their tentacles just slam down on those sacks and just squish it completely, not even waiting for it to become corrupted. And it just seems like they're berserk and feral. From there, the skill challenge increases, and now the DC is 13 for these checks. We go from Bordon to Kelsar. Okay, I am going to summon Firebrand. Nice. And I am going to use him to launch me while I wrathful some item. That's badass. You tell me what skill you want to use or whatever you want to use. Athletics. Sure. And uh, I got 16. So describe to me what happens. So, yeah, firebrand! <laughs> and then I get up on top of him. And I'm like, kind of like, have my feet on top of its back, and I signal it to launch me toward it. And I just, before I do, I just say, I'm launching towards him. I light up Wrathful Strike, and I just say, I am fucking done with this shit! 
And then I fly off and I'm like, and then I stab it right in the eye. So this blast of radiant light comes out of its eye as it shrieks and spins and its yellowish blood is flying everywhere, coating the people. You're looking around, you see so many shattered and broken bodies, and you're looking at these faces and you can't recognize the people that are lying on the ground. But that's not the time to think about that, and you just start attacking more and more. You hear the pistol blast off to the side as Diurna is shooting at the one with Doomsayer. Die! 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 From there, we go from Kelsar to Rani. Uh, so how many are left? They're still all there, but the one near you and Kelsar is heavily wounded. Alright. And the one near uh, Borodon is very uh, hampered. Okay, well, I'll go to the one near Borodon. Uh, I'm gonna shoot with my gun. Nice. Roll me an attack. Does it use charisma or set it to dex? I don't remember what we said. I think it's dex. Ugh, 11. So you go to fire your gun, and you just, you know, hope, wing and a prayer, and you fire it off, and it's acid, and it starts burning through this Christmas wrap, and you see one of the eyes, like it moves up its body and looks out of this hole that you made, and then quickly moves away, and these two tentacles tear into it as they start ripping open the Christmas wrap that is surrounding its body from you, Ronnie, as you're watching this creature start to try to free itself, it goes to MZ. You know, I'm going to cast the protection from evil on uh, Windcatcher. This one doesn't require a roll since you're just casting it on them. So you are slicing at this creature and you bound off it. And you're watching a few of the attacks are going her way as she's trying to get out of the way of them still fire arrows. You hold out your hand towards her, looking at her, and you feel the energy flow through your arm, your symbol lights up a little bit, and you watch as this aura goes around her, almost like you see this like wave go around. And she looks at you and gives you a nod and starts firing once more at the creature, and you see one of the attacks was going for her and it just slams down beside her. You're welcome. And from Enzi, it is Borodon. So, is there a way for me just to harden, like, this lush that I created? Like, for example, I have um, Sacred Flame, but I think that will be too weak to do that. I'll let you just start, like, slinging Sacred Flames to try to seal different parts of it. Like, just slowly start working at sealing it in there. Okay, I'll do that. So I got 20. So you start slinging this fire and you are hitting these different parts and quickly like crystallizing the sand and the like the mud and everything and just hardening it. And then while it was trying to like lean forward to attack, suddenly it's getting yanked by its own tentacles that are stuck and it's throwing off its attacks. And uh, some of the people are able to move in and start attacking it more freely now that it's kind of restricted here. And then we go from Bordon to Kelsar. Am I still on the, uh, the monster? Yeah, your sword is in it to win it. Can I, like, slide up, like, the sword stuck in there, and then I'm just sliding down with the sword in it? Uh, sure. What skill do you think would be adequate for this? 
Okay. Attack. Sure. So I got five. So you start sliding down, and it looks good. You're doing this massive damage. You see the radiant light blasting off of your new sword as you're screaming and holding on. This creature then, uh, you see two of its eyes suddenly shift on its body, and they go right on either side of you, and they're just staring, not blinking. Shit. And then this tentacle wraps around your body, <laughs> and it flings you off towards the other one near Doomsayer, and you smash through a table. <laughs> you see Doomsayer is blasting these two energy blasts from his arms. You see Diurna is just on the other side of this creature, shooting at it. And Doomsayer looks down at you. Oh boy, these things aren't gonna wait! Yeah, well. Let's say that to my spine. From Kelzar to Ronnie. So you have two failures now. You got Thunder Wave. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you could use it. If you can think of a cool way to use it, then I'm, I'm all yours. Uh, okay. Can I combine a couple things here then? Sure. I want to reach inside it with my reachy powers and then clap. Oh, nice. Sure. Um, I would say roll me a spellcaster check. 18. So you open this hole into this creature, and this creature is shaking and wounded quite heavily. And you slam your hands inside, and this blast just goes... Your hair just slightly shakes (laughs) from the waves, just enough grease and hairspray is holding it together and this creature just you see it's bubbling up from the inside and these like boils form on it and just pop and this ichor is just ripping out of its sides as it slowly falls down to the ground and Sven looks surprised at you Ronnie as you're looking at her from the other side and you see it starts just like melting away into the ground and the other creatures just shriek out in unison you see they almost start doubling down their efforts. Now they're just wrecking everything. They're wrecking the, the furniture around the area. They're just like tossing like the plates of food and everything. Just anything that's near them, they start destroying. And a lot of people are also in the vicinity that are getting hit. And you see a lot of these people are freaking out and screaming. A few people try to run, but they get grabbed and tossed. Now we are on the final leg of this skill challenge as you guys are looking bleary-eyed at these things. And the DC is 14. But you only need a few successes. We are also four failures away from something bad happening. So we start off with Enzi. I'll fuck it up, Enzi. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to use things. You can combine stuff. You can do. You can even use your items, grappling hook, whatever you want. Do your magical girl transformation. <laughs> Call me Bruce. <laughs> I'm here to save you. Teehee. I'm going to use Hunter's Mark. Nice. Are you gonna combine it with anything? And yeah, I'll combine it with um, Spike Growth as well. Sure. Alright, describe to me what happens to this creature in front of you. That, uh, what did we say that symbol looks like? I can't remember. Uh, I think we said it kind of looked 
like almost like a runic bullseye. Oh yeah. So that that symbol appears, and then I cast spike growth. So then um, the area gets cover the ground gets covered in spikes. If these creatures move or anything like that, they take uh, some damage. So this thing starts flailing, and it feels the effects of the hunter's mark on it, start pinpointing it, and it quickly tries to backpedal a little bit. And these spikes rip out of the ground as its tentacles start going onto them, and it's shrieking. And this yellow ichor is just flooding everywhere. You are just unleashing hell on this creature. From MZ, it goes to Borodon. Okay, so I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds. Nice. But on the fifth level. Ooh, the DC is 14. So I got 24. So Bordon, what happens when you grab onto this creature? So I just use the power to make it wither. So it's tentacles, like you grab onto one of them that's flailing around, and you watch it just wither up, and this just goes all the way up the tentacle, going along the arch up to the body, and you just hear the splat as the tentacle just ruptures off the body and this ichor is just pouring down as this creature just slowly bellows out and a bunch of people just start hacking into it and finally the one in front of you just falls defeated. We go from board on to Kelsar. I'm gonna use pinpoint explosion on the one beside me and it's I. Okay. So then make me a uh, spell attack. So that'd be with your charisma and your proficiency. I got 11. So you fire this blast and this creature looks over at you and it almost hits it and then it just moves its body and you just hit this other, uh, this chair on the other side of it and it explodes. And some of the shrapnel hits Doomsayer and some of it hits another Chosen as they both shout out. Shit. And the creature doesn't give you a second to try to run over to them. It just starts slamming its tentacles down in this fury. As you've now got three failures, but you only need two more successes. And it goes to Ronnie. I guess I can just do regular ass attacks. Um, so where, what's the state of this guy then? The one in front of Kelsar is uh, a little wounded. And the one in front of Enzi is a lot more wounded. And the other three are doing okay at the moment. I rush over the one by Kelsar. Um, okay. And I'm just gonna do like a more basic attack, I think. I try and summon a grand piano out of my hands over top of his head and just kind of let it drop on him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sounds good. What do you think that would be, Risco? Um, I mean, it's a casting thing, I assume, if I'm like using my powers, right? Yeah, so use your caster check then. Ugh, 12. So you summon this piano rushing up to Kelsar, but these tentacles are slamming down in a flurry, and it catches your piano in the air and shatters it. And it's just this just sound of all the keys being hit at once and pieces going flying everywhere as you shield your face, and you hear a few people shouting out. And from Ronnie, it goes over to MZ as MZ, you're now staring at this creature that's pretty wounded, and it's dealing with all these spikes now. Two more failures or two more successes? If I try to do something like really crazy, does the DC go up more? Nope. No? You'd be as crazy as you want. Kelsar jumped off a horse. Like, <laughs> I think you'll be okay. Okay, true. I'm gonna stab this 
creature with my my spider leg, right? Yeah. And then I want it to melt down into blood while it's in him. And then when it's in his veins and everything, I want it to turn to stone so that its heart isn't beating anymore. Sure. Uh, roll me to use your powers. So that's... DC uh, 14, that's your proficiency and your wisdom. 18. You slam. Is it just one of them or a couple of them? Sure, I'll do, I'll do two of them. So you slam two of them into this creature and the blood just melts off of you. You feel a little faint for a sec and then you're okay. And you watch it just slither into the wounds that it's made. And then you see it instantly solidify and parts of this creature start turning like this grayish, blackish color. It starts shouting out in pain as that part of it starts rippling and trying to constrict. And you just see blood rupturing out of different parts of it. It looks very close to death. This is why you make sure it's the same blood type as you. Otherwise, you know, that should happen. Go donate blood. They'll tell you your blood type. Yeah. From MZ, it is Borodon. I will use Guiding Bolt on the one that uh, MZ was, like, almost killing. Sure. Okay, so I'll also use it on, like, the third level. Okay. I, I, I know it doesn't matter. But it's for effect, you know, you're trying to kill it. So 25. You hold out your hand and you blast this forward. And you watch it just slam a hole through this creature as it falls to the ground and starts melting away. And just as it looks like you're defeating these Shogoth, there's suddenly a sound. Knock. So you see the gates to New Dawn start sliding open. And walking in them is this figure wearing black robes with gold trim and these golden explosions of stars on them. And the hood flies back and the blonde hair spills out and you see Dorum holding lightning in these two hands. Hey guys, what's cracking? <laughs> I called it. <laughs> Coming up behind her is Matthews wearing this gleaming armor of Lathander, the god of the sun, with this mace at his side and a shield on his arm as he smiles at all of you. The beast comes up behind her wearing this bone breastplate on its body as it towers over them. And you start seeing Chosen near you, Bordon, looking confused as suddenly their throats just start getting slit and they're falling down to the ground even though nothing is there. No. I hate you, Lucas. I'm so happy I used all my spells. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> Dorum, what do you do? I'm going to time stop for everyone except Borodon. And I'm going to say to him, if you want to save your friends, leave now. And then I'll set it back in motion. So just for a split second, Bordon, you saw everything freeze. And you feel this power is very similar to yours. And this is said to you. 
as you look, you're the only other person moving. And then time resumes. <sighs> I'm gonna kill you, Matthews! Oh. Maybe. Dorm. I'm a lot stronger than I was before. Why? <sighs> Good. I don't think we're strong enough. Dorum just stopped time. Like, you guys haven't seen it, but Dorum just stopped time. And these Shoggoths suddenly become even more enraged, start slamming down on the ground. You see Doomsayer is getting pushed back while he's right by you, Kelsar and Ronnie. You see Riley is screaming out and Sven is running to her aid. Aldrich is firing off arrows at one of the remaining Shoggoth as they just start decimating even more people. Well, Dorum, what is it you want to do? Just destroy them all. I'm going for Astoria. Sounds good. And Bordon, Matthew <laughs> starts walking towards you in a slow walk. Okay, so I use like I use my spell to slow him even further. Okay, uh, roll it. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Thirteen. Like I got all my good rolls on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're getting like 25, yeah. 24. I see them right here. It's literally 25, 24, 20. Yeah. <laughs> so you hold out your hands. Your symbol lights up. And you see, Matthews is slowing down a bit, but not enough to make you feel comfortable with the situation. Well, <laughs> this is annoying. Guys, we, we need to act now. Are we staying here? And the beast rushes past you. It slams Finn into this creature. She shrieks out in pain as this creature grapples onto her and it smashes through this whole uh, band stage as it runs towards the headquarters here of New Dawn where you had your meeting from before. And you see it just ramming into the wall there. And more and more of these soldiers around you board on, you see them and getting stabbed and cut, but you can't see anything there. Okay. Dorm, is there anything else you want to do? I don't give a uh, The beast just cruised right through there, smashing stuff, and hit Sven. Just made a path for me? Yep. Very nice. Matthews is really slowly <laughs> walking towards Wardog. How many people are dead right now? Tons. There are Tons? well over a hundred. Sounds good to me. I will animate dead. So, what does that look like? Do you just, like, raise your hand? Yes. I clench my fist. And then they raise up. She starts slowly walking, taking her time, and she walks past the slow Matthews, and she raises her hands and clenches her fists, and you see dozens upon dozens of these undead rise up. Bordon, this is giving you flashbacks to when Mondragon was attacked, when she opened those very gates, when the dead raced through and attacked your people. Make me a wisdom saving throw, Bordon. Because you're saving against fear. <laughs> okay. So 17. 
So you manage to hold fast. You feel a cold sweat on your forehead as you're watching this. Everything kind of slows down for a second as you're taking a few steps back. You're looking at all these creatures get up and start running at the soldiers and the other people. See a bunch of them running towards Kelsar, Ronnie, Emzy, and you're gripping onto your hammer and you're looking over and Matthews is still slowly walking towards you and then you feel this warmth this warmth spreading from the holy symbol on your chest and even though you feel panicked you feel stressed you're very afraid you feel in control you can still act okay so I don't have like any good spells anymore because I used all my level 3 spells thank you Lucas yeah, no problem. Something. Oh, oh I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking, all right? All right, let's go with one of the other characters. Uh, MZ, you're up top. You're seeing Doram walk through. All these undead are rising up around all of you. And you see the beast is hammering on these reinforced uh, doors. Looks like magic is around them as he's ripping apart the building that you had that meeting in. I look at Windcatcher. She's looking panicked, and she catches your eye. And I just say, run. And she shouts, with me! And she starts trying to rally troops as she's firing arrows out of a very quickly emptying quiver. And then I turn towards Dorum and Matthews. Yeah. And I kind of retract my spider legs. And I just have my blades come out of my hands. And I'll slowly start moving towards Dorum and Matthews. Like, I'm trying to, like, not, like, full-on charge and, like, have her direct attention. You know, it's just kind of like... Like, when a, when a tiger is about to strike, you know how they just kind of, like, tiptoe? So, roll me attack, just like a basic attack roll as you're cutting your way through, like, real basic zombies all around you. Uh, 14. So, you're cutting through these zombies and you're slowly approaching Doram and Matthews. You're keeping your eyes on them. You're watching Bordon look back and forth. You see he's sweating a bit, but he's obviously trying to think of something. And you're advancing towards them. Kelsar, this creature is very much alive in front of you, and it is slamming down. It has Doomsayer on the ropes. You see he's bleeding quite heavily. And Matthews is slowly approaching Bordon. Oh, shit. I cast Lay on Hand on Doomsayer. So you quickly rush up to him. And he looks like he's on his last legs, and you grab onto him, and he weakly looks over you as this holy energy flows from your hands into him, and you see some of his wounds starting to close up, and he's looking stronger. Finish off that monster, I'm going after Matthews. He's gonna rip you apart. I've never seen him in here. Not this time. I'm not letting him get away this time. And do you rush towards Matthews? Yeah. You're good to go? I'll use Guiding Boat uh, on Matthews. Alright, roll it. So I got 25. Roll that damage. So I got 14 total. So you hold your hand out as... I imagine you're trying to probably back away a bit from him. Yeah. And you blast out this giant Guiding Bolt. It slams right into him, and you see he takes it. He still has this weird smile on his face, but it forces him a couple steps back. 
and you see he's slowly starting to get a little faster again. Then it goes uh, from you, Borodon, to Ronnie. Uh, Alright. Uh, probably have a plan. Gonna take a couple rounds. It might work. Love it. Uh, I need Borodon's help, though. Mm-hmm. I probably should have stopped him earlier. Uh, Borodon, I need you to open up a portal to the far, far, far future. You sure? Just big, not big enough to walk through, but big enough for me to see through and try and hold it for a bit. Okay. Um, I'm so curious. Yeah, so am I. (laughs) I'm just letting you know. Okay, so just, just to let you know, like, I may not open a portal to the same, like, dimension that we're in. Uh, that's even better. Okay. So I start using, um, yeah, my, my time powers for that. Okay. Uh, and Ronnie, is there anything, are you moving up to board on? As long as I can see through the portal, it should be good. Okay. So uh, make me a basic attack roll to hold off these zombies for me. Thirteen. You're doing an okay job. You're not taking out a bunch of them, but you're definitely keeping them at bay. How many times can I use my, my time magic before things go away? You can keep trying to push them, mm-hmm. but the more you fail, the harder it gets. Okay. But you have certain abilities that have a mm-hmm. limit, like, you know, you're seeing the future, stuff like that. Okay, so I'll do that. I'll try opening a portal. So, Dorum, you heard this. Yeah. Uh, and you see Matthews is slowly advancing towards Bordon. The beast now has a hole open for you in the command center. I was wondering if I could tell what they were doing with the portal. You could hear Ronnie shout that, that he wants a portal to the far future, and he just needs to look. Okay. How close are they together? Um, fairly far apart. Alright. I'm going to counterspell. On Bordon. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, you can interrupt a creature in the process of casting a spell. No, okay, may I interject? What level is he casting the spell at? Level three. So if the creature is casting a spell at third level or lower, the spell fails and has no effect. So you don't fail your check. Nothing bad happens to you. But you just feel as you're trying to open this up. Dorum. Lucas. Yeah. I'm going to use my counterspell scroll on that counterspell. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like, that's magic. Are we Yu-Yoing this? <laughs> yeah. You've activated my trap card. <laughs> Alright, Ronnie. Here's what I need you to do. You need to make a spellcasting ability check equal to 17 or higher. 14. So, Ronnie, you see... Bordon starts opening up this, like, this portal. You see this slowly, this little tear starts to form. Dorum goes to wave her hand, just to nonchalantly shoo it away. And then you pull your uh, your scroll, going, well, I'm going to counterspell your counterspell. You cast this spell. The scroll burns up in your hands and fades away to ashes as you look and you point towards Dorum and you feel your energy burst out from you towards her and you just watch as it washes around and she continues to wave her hand and Bordon, you watch as the ability just fizzles in your hands. And Dorum, do you just keep walking? Do you say anything? No, I'm just gonna keep walking. 
Okay. And she just keeps walking right past you. And then we go to MZ. So MZ, Dorum is near you. She's walking. She doesn't seem overly concerned. You see Matthews is starting to move a little faster now towards Borodon. You see Kelsar is beelining it towards Matthews. Ronnie just used his scroll. You see uh, Windcatcher has amassed a number of the Chosen with her as they're trying to back out of this. They're firing arrows at the one near Sven and Riley, but it looks like this creature has a really tight grasp on Sven and is starting to crush her. I think I'm going to take my shot right now, and I will strike at Dorum. Sure. Ooh, natural 20. Look at that. Oh, nice. And uh, what's your other attack? 16. So roll me percentile for that critical. 68. Okay. Roll your damage times three. Dorum is an aberration, right? Yes, she is currently counted as an aberration. Great. 36 points of damage. So Dorum, mm-hmm. you are walking by MZ, and you don't think much of it. You get this sudden slash right across you. It cuts through your robes a bit. You see your blood spill down. You haven't been hurt in quite some time. It sort of snaps you out of this reverie that you had. And it hurt. And it pissed you off. And MZ is standing in front of you. And uh, it's not quite your turn yet, but it will be quite trouble. It goes from MZ to Oregon. Can I cast Sanctuary? On, on MZ. Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> sure. Okay, so that's what I'll do. <laughs> Before things, you know, like, shit hits the fan. Forward on. I think you can make, you think you can use your time magic to make Dorm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think that creature is like a timeless creature. I don't know, Lucas. They must have been born from something. Yeah. I mean, she did just stop time with Bordon, but you could try it for sure. You could try anything. <laughs> yeah. Cast Sanctuary if you want. We can do it. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be very, like, advisable. I think just Sanctuary for now. Or maybe I can open the... Po- no, but I'm not going to, to mess up Ronnie. So uh, I cast uh, Sanctuary on Ronnie because... Uh, sorry, no, not Ronnie, MZ. Because... Yeah, no, MZ, yeah. Because I know, yeah, it, maybe thing, bad things will happen to him, so, yeah, just to prevent further problems. Yeah. Okay, so Sanctuary, it goes over MZ. You see this light from Bordon symbol go, and it shoots out, and then it surrounds MZ in this protective cocoon. Now, Dorum, if you want to attack MZ, you have to make a wisdom saving throw. From Bordon, it goes to Kelsar. So Kelsar, you see Matthews is moving a little faster now. You see MZ just attacked Dorum, and he got an energy put around him from Bordon. I'm going to run as fast as I can towards Matthews, and I'm going to heat up my sword and stab it through him. Okay. Now roll me that hit. No. Uh, 16. So you run at Matthews, and he's still moving quite slowly. (sighs) You get this, like, clang as he just raises a shield. 
die, you bastard! Your radiant light and flame spill over this shield, and you see it just bounces off. He pushes your sword back. You see now he's starting to move faster again. He's starting to move his normal speed. Kelsar, that's a fancy sword. Where did you get it? It's on point and it's mine. For now. Well, you'll pray for my cold dead hands, you son of a bitch. You're gonna pay for what you've done. It's really easy to pry from your hands when your arm is connected to your body. Shut up! Oh no, here you go again. <laughs> here I go again on my own. All right, Ronnie, you are standing there. The scroll is just burned to ash. The Shoggoth behind you is still alive. It's wounded quite badly, but it's still kicking. And you see it's now that Kelsar has ran off and Doomsayer is kind of on the defensive. It is turning its attention towards you. Yeah, I'm going to move away from it. I don't care about that. Is Doram considered humanoid? Yep. Charm person on Doram. <laughs> mm-hmm. I roll to seduce. <laughs> so you cast Charm person on Doram. Your spell rings out. What do you say exactly? What do you do to make the spell happen? I assume I have some kind of keys on me. And I'm going to jangle them. You mean like house keys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just a little bit of a jangling. You give it like a little jangle from left to the right, and you cast your spell, and you know this spell. You've used it so many times. And Doram, you see Ronnie, he's jangling his keys, and it annoys you, and you look back at MC. So it's my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. Nothing happened. I can teleport at will. So walking across this room is a waste of my time. Okay, so what do you do? I'm going to teleport. I see that there is no uh, restriction on this. Can I just go wherever I want? That's right. All right, well, I'm going to go to the other room. Is that considered casting? No, this is a a special ability for you. So can I cast something in the meet? Yep. You want to give them a a goodbye present? Yeah, I think I will. Yeah, leave them with a little meteor swarm. (laughs) Oh shit. We're gonna fucking die, aren't we? Alright. I want to uh, cast Warp on Dorum. It's not your turn at the moment. And change places. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a 40 foot radius sphere centered on each point. I can choose four points. Coincidentally, there are four of you gentlemen. Check that out. So you center it on MZ, Ronnie. Kelsar and Borodon. Does she still have to make a a saving throw to put one on on me? Yes. Do I make a wisdom saving throw to point it at MZ? Please roll a one. Uh, so I rolled eleven. It's twenty-two. So you you point the spell at MZ. You look over at the area, the headquarter building, and you teleport on inside. All right, I'm just gonna roll this on my own. And uh, from you guys, I need... A deck save. Got natural 20. I got fucking five. Oh, fuck. You rolled a one. 19. 
What's everyone's hit points? 75. I got like 71. 69. Uh, 57. Okay. Oh shit, I'm gonna die. Alright, here's what happens. So Dorum, she waves her hand, and you see these markers on each of you. This, like, this radius as you look up. These meteors are falling from the sky. These giant flaming rocks. And you see she looks at all of you, gives you a smile, steps back, and she's now inside that building. You watch her just round a corner inside the building. And these meteors rain down. You see as... uh, Windcatcher runs with the troops that she's managed to amass. She's got quite a few of them around her as they're firing at zombies and running away. And she looks back at you, Enzi, as you look at her just before everything goes black. And this giant eruption hits everywhere around. You hear the Shoggoth screaming out. You see just these rocks falling from the sky, smashing into buildings, breaking through walls. You watch as New Dawn burns and your vision slowly goes to black, every one of you. As meteors fall down upon New Dawn, attack after attack slams into this small military city. We hear the undead roaring outside. People are screaming as this fiery death is being rained down upon everyone. Inside the main building of New Dawn, we see a figure suddenly teleport into one of these hallways that are already starting to collapse in on themselves. Flames are licking from the walls and ceiling. Pieces of debris are falling down into the ground. We see Dorum teleport in. Walking behind her, the beast and the wraith are coming on in, and the ghoulish one behind them is healing himself. Astoria, come on out. I know you're in here. Did you have to drop a meteor on me? Shut up. So where is this elf? She hiding in one of these rooms? Ah, just up ahead then. Follow me. Creep. I'll walk to where we think Astoria is. As the ghoulish one leads you down this hallway, Pieces of burning debris are falling down, and you swish them away as though they were just a branch in your face. You come upon this door that he points towards. It's one of the few doors that are actually still intact. Most of the doors that you walk past were broken down, smashed up. You saw a number of dead bodies. Even some undead had already made it in here and were eating people. You see this rune work. It's going spinning in a circle. It looks like a pretty easy door to break down. You might not even need to use a spell. 
No. What captures Spousinger and Amelia alive? They're too injured to get away, and I placed a dimension lock on this entire area. Leave Astoria to me. You just focus on capturing the other two. Feel free to kill anyone else if they get in your way. What if we just want to kill them for kicks? Even if they are not in our way. I thought that wasn't your ammo. A few people here have been a thorn in my side. I thought I might thin out the crowd. I want to blow the door off the hinges. You're so powerful, this doesn't even take a spell. You just muster up this arcane might, and you blast this section of the wall. It moves in, smashing through a number of chairs and tables. It looks like a few things were propped up against the door to hold it back. And looking into this room, it must have been a meeting room of some sorts. Tattered war maps, little miniatures, all sorts of notes are strewn about, somewhat burned. You see on the ground, unconscious, Spellsinger, and right by her, Amelia, trying to check on her. Standing in front of them, you see Astoria, her robe soaked with a bit of blood and blood trickling down her face. You! Amelia, get behind oh, me! fuck! Why are you doing this? You're wrong, Astoria. I've tried to show you. I've tried to warn you. The gods you defend, the patron who grants you that power, it is the power of your jailers. They made you their prison guards and you helped corral the powerless. You are the ones who are killing us. I'm the only one making a difference. I, I can't teleport out of here. What the fuck is this? You won't be able to leave without my permission. You locked this area? And I suppose we have no choice. There's always a choice. Give me Spellsinger and Amelia and we'll leave. You know I can't do that. Aldrich, Mal, ghoulish one, get them and take them out of here. I'll deal with Astoria. I cast Lightning Bolt. She fails her save. 34 damage. So the lightning arcs out of your hand and it slams into Astoria's shoulder, causing her to go back a few paces. Lightning? You'll have to do better than that, High Fire. In one of Astoria's hands, you see this yellowish energy start to form, and in the other one, you see this light blue. She pushes forward her left hand, and this sunbeam arcs across the room, slamming into you. And she summons a wall of ice before her. I need you to make me a saving throw. I got 21. Okay, take 24 points of radiant damage. Clever, but do you think some sunlight and a wall of ice are going to stop us? Aldrich, destroy the wall. And Aldrich, with a few quick punches, smashes through this wall of ice. The beast makes such quick work of it, it was as if it was never even there. And you see a more desperate-looking Astoria on the other side. Amelia quickly casts invisibility and disappears. Invisibility is useless to you, Amelia. Mal, get them, please. To you? You know what the Wraith looks like. You've been working with the Wraith for a very long time. But to everyone else... There's nothing there. This denizen of the mirror world 
shifts in and out of our realm. The only thing that anyone can really tell is that some of the smoke sort of lifts up and gets pushed off to the side. And suddenly, Amelia appears, something holding on to her, pinning her arms to her side. Get your hands off me! Amelia, get off of her! And Astoria points towards this shadowy figure and casts Finger of Death. Reached out, not dead, but severely injured. I want to cast telekinesis on Astoria and throw her out of the way against the wall. As you cast this spell, Astoria's feet slowly start to lift off the ground. Her hair starts to lift, her robes start to shift. She looks around confused and turns around towards you, Dorum. I don't like people hurting my friends. You fling your hand. And she goes flying through the air, slamming into the right-hand wall. You hear this crunch. Ugh! You crazed fool! Put. Me. Down! And she casts Fireball. Make me a dexterity saving throw. I got 15. Okay, you take 26 points of fire damage. I'm not letting you go. I'll slam you into every one of these walls until this place comes down! While this is happening, the beast lumbers forward, and it picks up the unconscious Spellsinger, and Amelia goes to run away, and some unknown force, which must have been the Wraith, quickly knocks her out, and hands her over to the beast. Matthews walks up to you, Dorum. Well, we have the two. We'll take them out of here. Go. I'll be there shortly. And the three of them, along with their two prisoners, leave. No. No, Dorum, please. You don't understand what you're doing. It's you who doesn't understand what you're doing. Your god's rule of terror will be over soon. <sighs> and she casts Mordekainen's sword. This sword appears in her hands. This brilliant bluish energy spills out, and these yellow sparks come flying off the blade. Oh, you want a sword fight? With me? Let's dance, puppet. I summon an eldritch blade and drop the telekinesis and charge at her. You drop the spell, and the moment a story hits the ground, she is in a run. You hold out your hands, and this purplish-greenish energy licks out and forms into this massive blade, and you run towards Astoria, your blades meeting in the center of this room, arcane sparks flying every which way. Both of you are pouring everything into these swords, pushing forward with all your weight, and neither of you are giving any ground. You're out of your league, Astoria. Our savior has granted me power beyond measure. I am divinity reborn, and you are a pebble in the road. I swing at Astoria. 22 to hit. That hits. 20 damage. You push forward. Her sword gets lifted up just in time for you to do a swift cut right across her abdomen. Some of her blood spills out, soaking into her robe. Ugh. You are being consumed by that power. The look in your eyes is that of madness. You walk and deal with beings that should not exist. They poison the very land they touch. And you call them saviors? And she attacks with her sword, hitting for 15 points of damage, slicing across your arm. The only reason they shouldn't exist is because that's what the gods say. 
They don't want anyone that can stand up to them. They don't want anyone to defy their power and ruin their fun sandbox that they play their war games in with mortal souls. Resetting reality, time and again, destroying our homes, our worlds, as though we were disposable playthings. What I bring is freedom for all. I cast Sunburst. I got a 13. 51 damage. So you hold your one hand out and you blast this radiant energy outwards. And it slams into Astoria, pushing her back, her own sword flying out of her hands and dissipating into nothingness. <clears throat> they have poisoned your mind beyond belief. There is no godly plan to erase us. The only thing that plans to erase us is your colossal monstrosity that you have dredged from the far realms. And Astoria casts Lightning Bolt. Make me a dexterity saving throw. 18. You take 34 points of damage as this lightning catches you in the chest, pushing you back. Your blade falls to the ground and also dissipates into this purplish greenish energy. Monstrosity? You call the great and powerful being a monstrosity? It is no more a monstrosity than the gods you stand for. The yellow parasite on your hand. I will save this world, whether it wants to be saved or not! I want to charge up and cast Delay Blast Fireball. She got a 19. Take 27 points of damage. So as you hold both your hands together, this tiny little red bead forms between your hands. It starts growing larger and larger and larger, and you fling forward this blast. This colossal fireball comes outwards. And just at the last moment, Astoria lifts up this arcane shield, but it flings her back. She smashes into the wall, and you hear her back break. Uh -huh. Don't do this, Dorum! It's too late, Astoria. The path to our salvation is almost complete. Best of luck with the meteors. As the building is falling apart around us, and the flames are surrounding her, I walk out. No! I must... My legs... I... I can't... Feel my legs... Mistress, save us! Whoa! Hey! Wingover! Wingover, come on! Wake up! Wake up, Wingover! Come on, buddy! You're the only one holding up this spell, we really need- Shit! Shit, 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 shit. Come on. Damn it. Move. Oh, my. Wing over. Come on. You got to wake up. All right. Let's go. This body isn't made for this, Wing over. Come on. You know I'm on a fucking borrowed time. Come on. Wake up, buddy. Wingover, I need you awake. Why isn't this body activating its stupid powers? Come on, come on. Well, hell, then we're gonna have to go out the window. Sorry about this, buddy. Let's go. Well, 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 that was exciting. <laughs> 
You won't be able to run forever, Solomon. Good luck. We'll find you. We always do. <laughs> we'll always find you.